The FAA has just informed the White House that Air Force One is overdue. We don't know that he's dead. We don't know anything for sure. You think he crashed? Yes. It's also possible, very possible, that the airplane didn't crash. Is there any chance that Henderson could have brought the plane down in one piece? No. This is Howard K. Smith. As tension continues to rise in Washington, speculation that Air Force One may have been sabotaged has met thus far with no comment from official sources. Military observers say the Strategic Air Command has been ordered to full war alert. There is another possibility that he never got on Air Force One. He was seen! I saw him. I saw the pictures. Someone has to take command. We are on the brink of nuclear war. Do you realize if Haynes is dead, Kermit Madigan is the president of the United States? Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew. And I'm Mark. And you are listening to Television Movie Night. It's my new voice. Wow. I'm excited about this new voice. It's my new announcer voice. It sounds like this. Like, uh, you know, it's like... um, Try to sell me a Buick. Good out, good Buick. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. We got the new Buicks. We got a red Buick and a green Buick. Oh, I like yellow. We don't got those. Oh. Let me give you this red one though. It's pretty cool. All right, I'll take a red Buick. Oh, we just, I mean, we just thought of a red Buick. Oh. But you got, you, you, you enjoy the Buick. <laughs> Tell your friends. So long, everybody. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's Andrew's. You guys are now hearing Andrew's first rehearsal tape for the the sponsors, sponsorship deal well, that I've he been, just got. I've been taking announcing classes, some voiceover yeah. classes, and they said, you know, speak your truth and, and sell me a Buick. And sell you a Buick. <laughs> and they said, just whatever comes naturally, just whatever comes out, that's, yeah. that's your announcing voice. And I got in the booth and I saw, <laughs> that I, was it. I saw it and I closed my eyes and I said, all right, visualize yourself. You're just trying to get someone to purchase a brand new, beautiful automobile. What voice would you want to hear if you were in that situation? Right. And they said, okay, and go. Go. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's like. It's my announcing voice. It's, it's like part. It's like Bob Dylan, but very far Blue away. Buick. Like a Rolex Stone. Um, thanks for laughing at my life's work. Yeah, no, I, no, it's told, my pleasure. I've it been, is, it is absolutely my pleasure. I've been told that I have a beautiful, beautiful voice. Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, that I could do some real damage selling people stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things, absolutely. You know. Things they need. Things they need. Like a brand new Buick. Wouldn't you want a Buick? If Swiffer. You, yeah, all right. I'll give you a Swiffer. You want a Swiffer? All right. And three, two, whenever you're ready. Ladies, clean your house. You need a Swiffer. And a Buick. I think we got it. I, I think that, that was it. I gave you that one at the end. That if was you want it. That, one that was it in one take. Uh, that sounds pretty good. Mark, how are you? Andrew, I'm great. It was your birthday. It was. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. That's that's what I heard. That you called me at 12.02 to wish me a happy birthday. 
It was. I texted the you day first. After. I texted you first. Nine one one. Nine one one. Answer yeah. your phone. And, and then I sleepily picked up the phone. Hello. Did you play Buick yet? Yeah, I'll, I'll get a. I'll get a Buick tomorrow. He's gonna get one, guys. It worked. <laughs> it worked, guys. By guys, I mean the. The boys, the boys at the home office. Yeah, exactly. The boys in the back who, yeah. uh, they, they, you know, they got the square here. This is what this is what's going to be your monthly payment. Uh-huh. Okay. But this is all what right. this is what you have to put down. Oh, all right. Is that how do you feel about that number? That that's a little high. Can we bring that down at all? <sighs> Let me see what I can do. All right. This is about to blow up. <laughs> wait which voice is his normal voice is it him talking back there or talking back i don't to know us? anymore <laughs> Buick. uh what did you do for your birthday mark not much andrew what are we talking about tonight on we're, we're talking about your fucking birthday happy birthday thank buddy you. thank you what what'd you do what did you did you call did you did you did, did anyone call Andrew, I went to uh, an ice cream shop by myself on my birthday. And did you tell me it was your birthday and, and big time them? No. God, what are you doing? I paid with cash, so there was no evidence. But where'd you go? Uh, you say don't, I, we we can say brands on this show. I went to Fata Morgana on uh, Ventura Boulevard. It's that a gelato place. Doesn't sound like Yogurtland, but it uh, is not Yogurtland. I went in there, and uh, the woman behind the counter uh, must have done improv or something oh did she yes and you yes she asked me uh what i wanted uh, she, she asked, said uh, can i get an occupation occupation uh give I me an ice cream flavor can i get an ice i'm looking for an ice cream flavor from the audience um mint chocolate chip okay i heard uh strawberry i heard strawberries no. wild <laughs> all right it's a barber working at an ice cream shop okay and go, go. Uh, no, so... Hello, sir! Would you like some ice cream? She asked me uh, if I had been in the shop before, and I said, yes, I have. But the way I said it, for some reason, had, like, a cowboy western inflection. So I was like, yeah, uh, I guess I have. And then she was, like, also started doing, like, a howdy oh, oh, yeah, partner she, accent. Just, you, can't, you can't break eye contact. Here's this is what important parts of improv. So Mark, we had, like... Eye contact... And you just want to go along with what, you know, just and then yeah. you have to follow yeah. her, though. So, it's a give yes, and take. Yes. So we had like four lines each of a back and forth in increasing cowboy mm-hmm. Western dialogue before I said, I don't I don't know what's happening. Did right you now. spit like a big thing of chaw into a spoon? Yeah, that was that was what ended it was I was like, <laughs> and then I fired a gun into the air. Ooh. And then I said, I don't I I just wanted chocolate ice cream. I just wanted a bunch of chocolate ice cream. She's like, "Well, this is actually a gelato place. I don't want to. I don't want to harsh your <laughs> harsh your mellow here, but the, we don't have ice cream. She's, we have gelato." No, she said, "But we don't sell ice cream." And then everybody <laughs> in the back. <laughs> That's against the rules, though. You yeah, know, it's no, the, she, she fucked she, me. She knowed she you. She me. know but you. She fucked me. You want a yes and. Uh, was it at least good gelato? No, nah, it melted most of the way before I got back. Cool, 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 cool. But if you went to Yogurtland, Mark, if you would've went to Yogurtland, paid for, yeah. And you told him it was your fucking birthday, uh-huh. you would have gotten sixteen free ounces, my friend. Well, yeah, I don't like to do that. What? Why? Because what does it matter? 
a delicious ice cream treat? I mean, I'll, I have enough money to pay 16 ounces without big time and someone being like, guess what? That's I don't whole, have to pay today. That's the whole point. It's about it's about uh, con- customer retention. My parents fucked nine months and 33 <laughs> years ago, so now I don't have to pay. <laughs> what is that? That's nothing. That's, I mean, that's usually what I do say when I walk into the break room. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, folks, folks, if I can have your attention, please. <laughs> According to my watch. Nine months. 35. 32 days. 35 years ago and uh, like, uh, yeah. like six. <laughs> Give or take like eight months ago, my parents just really (laughs) drilled one another, all right? for it. Just got busy. Just gross. Like, real gross. Like, yeah. Okay? And I don't want to get into too much detail, but I've done some research, and I'm pretty sure it was in the bathroom of a Toledo Mudheads game. (laughs) All right? So that's just, that's where I'm coming from as I walk into this room right now. I want everyone to just recognize that, okay? Think of that. When you think of me, okay? <laughs> every time. Every time. And I will remind you every time, okay? All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, two oh. chimichangas. <laughs> and uh, well, let's make that to go. Now, this is me going li- on the live stage. This uh. is... <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, Whatever you guys got going on here, that's fine. But uh, shut the lights down for a minute. I see the red, I see the red lights on. That's yeah. fine. I, I'll, I can do this really quick. Oh, we, we're up against a break? All right, just give me a minute. Let the well, affiliate, then you better let me talk, shouldn't you? Let the you? affiliates know we may go long tonight. <laughs> Mark, it is TV movie night. It is your home and source for television movies that are made for it. On the internet. Here, podcast. Yes. Yes. Mark, it's July. Not by the time this posts. No. But currently, as we are talking, Today, it's it July. Which means we are still in our... We're still in a very patriotic month, which means we are celebrating presidents in made-for-TV movies. This time around, we went fictional. Or did we? Hmm. And we went with 1973's The President's President's Plane plane is is Missing? missing? I don't think there is a question mark, but that's what I would ask. Yeah. That's that's what it should be. Is it? Is it really missing? And we're going to talk about it at length in a segment I like to call, well... What do you know? I'm getting my notes ready. I see that. Andrew, 1973, big year. All appears to be in order. Yeah, good. Mark, the president's plane is missing. What do you know about this? Uh, absolutely nothing. What do you know? I had never heard about this before. No, what do you know about the president's plane? Have you heard? <laughs> have you heard? <laughs> I, I hadn't heard that. This is new information to me. Well, I, 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 cert- I, I have certainly to get to the had, bottom of this. I certainly had no prior knowledge that... You uh, say that now. No. We'll that, let, we'll let look, the... We'll I, let, I, I wasn't. I wasn't anywhere near Baltimore. We'll Why the, would I even know that the president's plane took off from Baltimore and never landed? Don't, uh... Don't leave the state anytime soon. Wait, you said that the president's plane left Baltimore, right? Just, why don't you stay close? Fuck. <laughs> he knows. He knows. He I knows. Love I love. I love that in any movie when that's the big reveal when somebody's like, "I didn't say anything about Baltimore." I didn't say he left Baltimore, and you're like, "What?" And then someone whispers in the ear, 
he didn't leave Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> One, he didn't leave Baltimore, and two, you did say something about Baltimore. So none of this means anything. Mark, uh, The President's Plane is Missing premiered on October 23rd, 1973 on ABC. Yes. According to Wikipedia, this was shot in 1971, but was shelved for two years because Iran-Contra. China plays oh. a prominent role in this, and Nixon's trip to China, uh, they didn't want to uh, disrespect it by having the China seem like a major world power during this. Which it was. Yes. But uh, a nuclear power is what yes. I'm trying to say. And a threat. And a threat. A big time threat. And uh, you know what they say. Nixon went to China. What's the line in Star Trek? Uh, fool me once. Shame on you. Shame fool me twice. Fool me twice. You You're not going to fool me again. <laughs> That's it. That's the line from Star Trek 6. This was directed by Daryl Duke. Yes. Who directed a movie, uh, uh, some other stuff. He specifically directed a movie called Payday. With Rip Torn. Oh, all right. Rip Torn plays a uh, like a country music singer. Yes, yes. I, I remember seeing this also in my research. He it also, sounded terrible. Uh, yeah, it did not sound good. He also directed a, a, a Wheel series. Do you know what a Wheel series is? Uh, yeah. So we don't have to uh, continue this conversation. A Wheel series entitled The Bold Ones. Yeah. Basically, there is a... Um, the networks used to do this where they would just program, you know, yes. the the bold ones. And then each episode would be a different, even though there was like a, it's kind of like when uh, ABC used to program, um, or no, NBC, mystery movies. Yes. And so it would be like McClintock, Mac McMillan and Wife, Columbo. Columbo. And then they would rotate through those yes. in the time slot. That's yes. what's a, that's a wheel show. All right. The I bold ones. That was a, uh, a a format of that show. This was written by Mark uh, Carliner, who mainly has producing credits, including 1997's The Shining. Oh, yes. 1997's Weber. <laughs> The Shining. And uh, Kingdom Hospital, also on TNT. And um, a, uh, teleplay, a teleplay credit by a man named Ernest Kinoy. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the writer of Tad. 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 Unbeknownst to us, mind no, you, this was not did not seek this out, but uh, Ernest Kenoy definitely, he has a theme. He definitely wrote. He, he has a look. Tad. Loves, loves this. Uh, this is based on a book by Robert J. Serling, who is the brother of Rod Serling. Oh. Creator of The Twilight Zone. And uh, he also was a writer on, or he like wrote a couple of episodes of The Twilight Zone, didn't he? Any good ones? No. Hmm. Uh, this book charted when it came out, the year it came out. So that's why they optioned it for a television movie. Did uh, the book... This book also has a sequel. The President's Plane is still missing? Close. The, the President's, President's Plane... Plane is missing again? Mm -mm. Damn it. Air Force One is haunted. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> The follow-up book uh, was entitled Air Force One is Haunted, which follows the... Please, the, please tell me that was turned there is, into a TV that movie. That is not a TV uh, movie. Yet. All right. Uh, Frank Delano Roosevelt's ghost haunts Air Force <laughs> One and gives advice to the president character in this movie Oh, every time he's on Air Force One. I love it. This stars Buddy Epson. Yes. Where do you know Buddy Epson from? Uh, Beverly Hillbillies. Correct. And nothing else. No, it's not true. 
had a very long running role directly after the Beverly Hillbillies. Barnaby Jones. Oh. Ran for almost 10 years. All right. Peter Graves, also starring in this movie. Peter Ar- Graves. Arthur Kennedy, who is a, uh, a Tony Award winning actor and a multiple Oscar Award winner. Yes. And uh, also a, a cast of thousands in this. Rip Torn. A uh, very, he's there. A young Rip Torn. Awful. Dabney. Yes, he is. He's, kind he's of, absolutely awful. They're just like, uh, yeah, you know. Any, anytime you like, want to start acting, Rip, just let us know. Mm, yes, yes, I'm an advisor. Yes. Mm, this pipe. Yes, this will do well. Dabney Coleman. A young Dabney Coleman. Very young. Is, and too uh, young, a young John Amos also having a bit part in this. Do you remember John? who John Amos is? He was in Good Times. I was going to say, from Good Times. That's right. He has a very small part in this. Mark, before we jump in, were you worried that they weren't going to find the goddamn plane? Because I was terrified. I was, honestly, my concern was that they were going to find the plane, and then somebody was going to say, it's always the last place you look. <laughs> Well, they say that because after Why you find would I it, keep ex- looking. exactly, exactly, folks. Mark, we're going to jump in. Act one, scene one. Air Force One lands at uh, Andrews Air Force Base yes. and is refueling as they are getting ready for a trip to Palm Springs. Fabulous, Palm Springs. <sighs> do they even? Do they? They have a. Is there like an airport that's capable of handling the fucking Air Force One in Palm Springs? Uh, I'm sure there's a landing strip. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Military men. What do you are... need a big airport for? <laughs> government oversight. That's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. You shrink no, it down. All you need small government. Small government. All you need is a strip land, of land it on dirt. The, land it on the road if you yeah. need to. Mil- you could do that. It's no different. Military men are getting the plane ready for the president. Meanwhile, in the Oval Office, the national advisor to the president, George Oldenburg, who is ripped torn here, who... Yes. His characterization appears to be, I have a pipe. <laughs> I have a pipe and my hair is slicked yeah. uh, down the middle. Because he's like... either side. And he's like, hello. Yeah, I'm exactly. I'm Ripped I, th- I, th- I have a pipe. Is that... Uh, is he, was he also auditioning for Abraham I think, Lincoln? I think he was also trying to sell me a Buick. <laughs> do you think that uh, uh, Ernest Kenoy was... Thinking Rip Torn when he when he wrote Tad, because uh, it's very similar. I'm certain, I'm sure as hell he wasn't thinking Chris Christopherson. Uh, he worries that about the president taking a trip to Palm Springs. Apparently, right. the president's been working himself hard, and he says, "Fam, I gotta get the f out of town. Mm-hmm. Going to Palm Springs, gonna have a couple my ties." couple large margs you know it's only a a, a very cool 125 degrees out there right that's now. right i'm gonna go hang out with sinatra and bob hope and um bob eubanks you know and take that sky look bridge a bunch of up to the mountains sand look right at, look at what's the, more relaxing than sand look at 50 style houses I don't. I don't century modern. I don't. Why am I? Why am I driving to this? However, the reason that Rip Torn is upset is because the threat of war with China is looming. Yes, he says you can't leave. You got shit to do here. Meanwhile, the president is like, "Hey, I got an idea for you. Why don't you go piss up a rope?" Mm-hmm. The Secretary of State, the presidential rope, Freeman Sharkey, who's a who has uh, been recently put into that office, uh, also tells Rip Torn to really get fucked. Yeah. The president's the doctor who uh, the president's receiving a physical at the time. 
president's doctor says, yeah, it's probably a good idea for this guy to relax because, you know, it's a bit of a stressful job. Not that you would know anything about it, Mr. Pipe. (laughs) Is it? Andrew, don't we know at this point that the physician, the doc, the president's physician at this point's main job is to give him uppers and downers? Oh, yeah. yeah. So He's just got a big old syringe just full of like, just what are goofy we doing? juice. You want to get up? You want to get down? <laughs> Palm Springs? Uh, let's get up. <laughs> Zoop. Yeah, that uh, it's going to be. Yeah, you'll be up for like 10 days. Now. Especially in the, the, the airplane. You're going to be high as a kite up there. Uh the president, you know, the airport, nothing out of the ordinary. People just refueling yeah. the plane. The president calls his brother, Bert, who is played by Dabney Coleman, and says uh, he'll need to borrow Bert's wife for a state dinner. Excuse me? <laughs> so we did it. We did that once. And I said, that was the last time. Why don't you give me your wife again? <laughs> Why don't you ask your wife how she liked the dinner? Yeah, I'll give her a real good time. <laughs> This uh, this signals that uh, our president, this president, is President Gaines, oh, swinging bachelor, single, and ready to, to mingle, bang his brother's <laughs> wife. Uh, he's a swinging bachelor, and he's got an ex-wife. Bert says, "Yeah, you can take the old ball and chain. I'm going to Maine to go fish. Fuck her." Uh, all of this seemed really strange to me. <laughs> did all of this seem really strange to you? It's a lot and of. Did it only get more strange? A little bit, but there's. I think this is this is setting up because this is almost like a who done it in a certain certain way. But I feel like I th- guess yeah, you're doing this because you want to set up the fact that a he's single, he's single. So that means that when later on down the line there are less questions as to like, what about the first lady? Yeah, what about his children? Right. Like, and and if he has a brother, that also kind of helps with a little bit of the misdirect. But we'll no. get into that yeah. in a minute. All right. At the plane, there's uh, they state there's a new Secret Service man on the manifest. But in total, along with the crew, there should be about nine people. Five right. in the back, four pilots, and the uh, uh, flight attendant. Bar, et cetera, bar et cart. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. The you bar know. cart counts as a human. Yeah. That's <laughs> there's a. It's a very important person on the plane. Peter Graves and Arthur Kennedy arrive. Peter Graves uh, and Arthur Kennedy are newspapermen. Yes. Working for the international press, not the Associated not the Press. The AP. The IP. The IP. And uh, they are covering the. Uh, you know the, what their. Uh, you know what their masthead is for the IP? IP freely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to go with. Yeah. What were you going to go with? It burns when I pee. Oh. It's good. It's good. Right. It's on the it's on the business cards. Yeah. Let's let's put that on the uh on the on the whiteboard. They're let's help, see if we like that. They're helping cover the press pool there at Andrews Air Force Base as the president and his associates leave for Palm Springs. This is something that the White House press pool does. They go in a big gaggle to basically follow this fucking guy around for four to eight years. Yeah, and be like, hey, what are you doing? What did he do today? What's up with Russia? What did he do yesterday? What's up with China? What did he do tomorrow? And then they just kind of follow him around. Spending a lot of time with your brother's wife. <laughs> What's that all about? There, no no more, no questions. No questions at this time. But he's uh, he's doing a lot with his wife. Oh, oh Jesus. Off the record. <laughs> He's fucking her. Peter Graves is wondering if uh, 
you know, they're they're uh, they're covering anything up. He's already suspicious at this point because he's like, ah, oh, president's going to Palm Springs. You got this China thing on the horizon. What the fuck's up with that? Meanwhile, uh, Arthur, Arthur Kennedy's like, nah, it's good. Give the guy a rest. All right. Yeah. You don't want him to have a heart attack in office. Meanwhile, a private in the army arrives to Air Force One with the president's parachute. And he's they like, make a big deal out of this. They make a big deal about this. That the president has his own parachute. And that it's located under his bed. And I felt like what they were doing here is just trying to set up as many misdirects as they could yeah. for like later plot threads, but also like what happened to the fucking plane when it went missing. Because it's like, basically they like kind of look at this guy and they're like, he's like, yeah, I got a parachute here. And he looks kind of shifty. And then you're expecting like, at least me, when I was watching it, I'm like, is it at a bomb? Yeah. Is this the guy that takes down the plane? Is this the guy that makes the plane missing? What, if it's, he, what, what if it's the vice president's uh, parachute? Huh? Oh, think, think about, about it. that. What if he's like, yeah, I'll park the plane for you, and then he puts it in the wrong spot, and that's uh, yeah, why it's just, missing? Yeah. It's like, why don't you guys take the night off? A chopper arrives with the president, and the press scrum watches from afar to see everyone get onto Air Force yeah. One. They're in like, awe. They're, they're like, oh, they're look like at the president. They're like a good football field away from the president, and they're like, that's the guy. There he is. He, look at how he walks. Oh, my gosh. He's so, he's, he's so, he's, he's got shoes on? Yeah, that's crazy. Just like the president. <laughs> a press person notes that someone could have taken a shot at the president, but uh, Arthur Kennedy says, you know, this president has one of the greatest life insurance policies of all time. His dumb shit vice president, <laughs> Kermit Madigan. This Just guy listen to that name. Couldn't find his ass with two hands. I'm saying this guy's dumb, all right? Couldn't pour out a boot full of water with instructions on the goddamn heel. He's yep. a fucking idiot. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The guy's like, all right, all right. I'm all right, just, just making small talk. Right, God, I'm almighty. just saying I could have killed the president. <laughs> Fuck. The plane takes off in the air. Uh, air Force One tries to avoid a storm over Arizona mm? on the ground. Who's responsible for the storm? Think about it. That's my question. Global warming much? Am I right? This guy sure. gets it. This guy gets it. On the ground, ground control lets the plane know that, uh, look, man, you're going to hit that storm. All right. So you might want to go above it or around it. Probably above it. Under it. I don't know. Yeah, try try going try down. That. Down? Is that an option? They say, hey, why don't you um why don't you climb? Why don't you go higher? And they are looking at their radar screen and uh, no response. And they're Bloop. like, hey, uh Bloop. Air Force One, Bloop. I'm not gonna tell look, I'm not gonna tell Bloop. you your job, but uh you pro you might want to go higher. Bloop. Not going higher. In fact, going lower and consistently going lower. Bloop. And I like how nope. I like how nope. casual everyone in ground control was. Like, it well, was yeah, like, that's that they're push, They're just pushing tin, they're man. Just, that's how they are. They're like, this is pick what up. I, this is what I imagine you guys in the uh, in the control room yes. and like shit's going. You're absolutely right. Absolutely bonkers. And you're just like, got to take seventy two. Okay, and go. Um, yeah, no, it's more like, like and guy, uh, guys' hairs on fire, sprinting around. And, and like camera eleven, if you could follow him. No. <laughs> All right, whatever. I'll take a wide. All right, twenty-five. When, uh, when he crashed into that wall, he knocked uh, seventeen out of focus. Yeah. Uh, so let's just put that on the board. Let engineering know <laughs> they'll take care of it on did we Thursday. Wipe, did we, All right. Did we wipe balance these? Because uh, I'm and, getting a lot uh, of a lot of a lot of issues over here. I don't. Sixteen's uh, up. And, good. Uh, did anybody else have the chicken? <laughs> I didn't think it was good. 
as he's just the agonizing screams of a man dying. All right, that's my 30. That's I'm it. Out. I got to go. I got to go, folks. I'm getting the light. Because... Uh, <laughs> Because they're like uh, they're just rattling off the elevation of the plane as it just continues and, and is is getting out of their radar yeah. zone as well. Um, Sully at eight though, because <laughs> there is there's a way to do this and there's a way not to do this. And why just why don't three you... bored men being like looking at dots on a Air Force One. You want to pull up Air Air Force One. You want to you want to pull up. You want to you want. Air Force One, you want to pull up? No? All right. Okay. <laughs> Maybe they know something I don't. <laughs> Just drop a whole bunch of ash off of their cigarette. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Who gives a shit? Finally, the plane goes off radar. Well, what? You you wanted them to tell them, like... Air Force One? Do a, no! Do an invert. No! Do an invert. Yeah, you want them crying. You want do them a, pounding do on a, their thing. Do a flip. Do a barrel roll. <laughs> No, but like ribbit, ribbit. Again, you saw, you see, you see Sully, and it's like, uh, you know, uh, or you see Apollo thirteen, and it's like we're gonna have, we have an issue here, and it's like you know, tense but professional, and yes, but instead it's just is, so is, you guys. It's one guy who stopped smoking a while ago. He's like, give me a fucking cigarette. Is the other issue that it is a static? Uh, it's a static shot, shot exactly. There's no it, movement. Just them staring and being like, whatever. We just bounce between them, like this three shot of them looking at this thing, and then the monitor, and then back to them, yeah, and then to the monitor, and you're like, we could add some movement. Spice it up. See him saying, get Satcom on the like. I don't know, just like scramble the jets. Exactly, like you know, gussy up the the verbiage. Send Santa that, Claus. Like, Something important is happening versus like, and I I assume because of like ground, like there's got to be some like protocol where it's like open the envelope or something right. like that, where it's like, oh shit, shit has gone real bad. Or a guy shows up, like, I don't know. Is it just, is it just the standard like jerks that are, well, yeah, there's are no directing time. air traffic or there's, do they like send like the air force in? There's no time for them to like do something else. They're just watching as it happens. We cut to the phone ringing at Vice President Kermit Madigan's place. Right. Buddy and, Upson. And his wife answers. And Granny. <laughs> she is mad. It's the White House. <laughs> it's not the president, though. Uh, Rip Torn is calling to let him know that uh, I have a pipe. Me and my pipe would like to let you know that you're president. That the plane, the president's plane is missing. Now let's go to break. <laughs> uh, and uh, also, hey, uh, me and the pipe, we're uh, <laughs> we're at your disposal if you want. Buddy Epson notes that guy fucking hates my guts. Yeah, why is he being nice to me What's now? What's the issue here? Kermit's wife is damn near giddy, however, about Kermit becoming the new president. But uh, Kermit, we are gonna fix up that White House so fast. Oh we're my gonna, God, we're gonna put you know new we're curtains do? up. We're gonna paint it blue. It's gonna be blue. Think about that, Kermit. You wanted it to be blue. You, remember, you always you, said you, it you said be this. Blue. You wanted it to be blue, and he said, "Yeah, that sounds like something I'd sure, say." Sure, I guess. Fucking just a battle axe. Just, just okay. shooting at some food. I was and up, up from the ground, bubbling crude. And now, now I'm, I'm the vice here. president. Um, Kermit's in shock. The search for Air Force One is on. Arthur Bills, that is. <laughs> Black gold. <laughs> Texas axe. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. 
Arthur Kennedy sees Joanna Spencer, who is a reporter in the office, and she is very broken up about this crash. It's apparent her and the president were closer than friends. Right. For what reason is this in here? I don't know. The, just there's a lot, again of, to there's remind, a lot of weird characterizations in this movie that come and go other than like, okay, the president may have dated somebody on the staff of the newspaper and she's really upset about it. Right. But having watched the entire movie doesn't really get us doesn't anything. Doesn't matter at all. Doesn't no. get us anything. And I don't even know how that would be a misdirect. Like, so somehow this newspaper, this jilted ex-lover caused the plane to go down? Like, you would expect, how would that work? You would expect, here's what I would anticipate, is if I had a source like that, the, the conflict comes between her pushing back on being like, that's in my personal life, I can't open up sources, and Arthur Kennedy being like, the president may be... Where else might he be? The president may be dead, I need you to, if you've got inside information, you need to let us know. Right. And like, that conflict of, in, in you know, this internal struggle between her career and her personal life and a p- person she potentially loves, like... There's something interesting there. But instead, she's instead, just sad. She's sad, and they're like, oh, yeah, you banged the president once or twice, huh? How did that go? Look at him now. He's dead. Peter Graves calls from Arizona, where he's the pool reporter covering the recovery process with the Air Force. But uh, Arthur Kennedy notes, he's like, the White House won't even call it a crash. They just say the goddamn plane's missing because they keep pointing to the title of the movie. Yeah. I'm like, I get it. It's It's... It's pretty obvious saying that and crashed. It didn't just poof into the midair. Their secondary source is that guy's pipe. <laughs> they keep pointing to the pipe. They said, you're going to have to ask the pipe. And he's not talking. Peter Graves talks with General Dunbar, who's a uh, cigar-smoking shot caller in the Air the Force. The pipe would like to know, where's your fucking warrant? <laughs> Good day. <laughs> Dunbar thinks the plane crashed, but said, uh, look, they're gonna, we're going to find this fucking thing, all right? Yeah. I'm not going to pay a lot for it, okay? <laughs> it's just one plane. I'm sure we can find it. I'm tempted to think that this actor saw maybe George C. Scott and oh, yeah. not only Patton, Shot but also... Collar, tough guy, um, Gloria. Uh, saw him in um, Strange Love and is like, that's, well, that's I'm, I'm, I'm doing Buck one of these. Turson. It's later in the day and the vice president talks with his generals about the black box on Air Force One and suggests maybe the plane exploded out of the sky? Maybe? I don't know. It's far-fetched and kind of a dumb idea, but Rip Torn's like, we should consider all the possibilities. That's, the, That's a good call, the, boss. Yes, I'm sure the plane did deatomize. <laughs> you take out the bottom, Adam, and the whole thing disappears. It all the, just fades away. Uh, he also, Rip Torrent, says he took the time to call the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court in order to exchange power. He wants this fucking thing to happen, all right? Yes. He's like, we're on the goddamn clock. You're the president. We need you to sign in bills and and uh, look, I payday's coming up, all right. So someone's so got to sign the checks. People got to get paid. Got to if the checks come out and uh, they don't uh, clear. We got that reporter coming next week. She's gonna have <laughs> sex with someone. So should be you. She says I'm gonna have sex with the president, and I've seen your wife. So, so huh? I think it should be. You know, I'm just me and the pipe have been talking. All right. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
The vice president wonders aloud, considering the parachute that was loaded on the plane. He's like, the what, president. What, 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 what about the parachute? <laughs> They're going to see you. You got all. a parachute, you're alive, right? That's, that's, you yeah. don't die if you got a parachute. It's Chekhov's gun. You see a parachute, it's going to get used. He says, the president may be uh, just walking along in the Arizona desert by himself. Yeah. Hang it. Parachute it out. Go to Phoenix, see a Suns game. Watches that gorilla. Yeah, he might be the gorilla. He might be in the gorilla costume doing a dunk contest. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, overhead in Arizona, Peter Graves and General Dunbar search for wreckage. They come across some hikers who kind of wave at the airplane and like, hey, look, it's... it's..." They they wave their penises at him. They're like, yeah, I got your plane right here. The hikers, meanwhile, take off and in turn find the tail of the president's oh. plane so so now the title of the movie is the president's fuselage is missing is missing that's right end act one act two the vice president rip torn and a general ride through washington district of columbia the vice president notes that uh, look all right the plane crashed but we got to find a body okay yeah, uh, because uh, those insurance people, they will oh, not yeah. pay that out without a body. <laughs> okay? a body. Look, I've been down this road before. Uh, Rip's... I had airline tickets. They won't refund them unless I have a death certificate. <laughs> Rip Torn says that'll be tough because of the remoteness of the area. They're going to have to fly in, you know, big old equipment to get the stupid stuff out. He wants to brief the vice president on China, but the vice president says, look, man, this guy killed me in the primaries. Yeah. All right. This guy knows a lot. I don't know that much. It's this guy and it's me. I look, I can't do anything. I'm the vice president. What do <laughs> let, you want me to do? Let the pipe handle it, all right? The pipe's got it well in hand. I'm just some guy, all right? I was here to carry my state, and I didn't. And I didn't. I fucked up the only <laughs> thing I was supposed to do. Recovery of the crash is taking place, and Peter Graves watches. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You look through that plane. <laughs> Where have all the people gone? Find them bodies. He looks through some recovered items and notes that there's a pair of loafers there with some lifts on them. Mm? General Dunbar and Peter Graves also watch an autopsy. Yeah, reporters are generally allowed to watch autopsies they, and they personally kinda, yeah. handle like wreckage like from a plane. Because yeah. uh, he artifacts. picks up the shoe and he's like, lifts. Hmm. Puts I'll it back make down. note of this. I can't carry this. These are two things that don't go. Peter Grave and lifts. These are two things that don't go together. It would be great if General Dunbar noticed that Graves looked taller and looks down yeah. to see that he's wearing the like, shoes. Hey, <laughs> said like there That's was right. I'm six foot four. There's nobody's nobody stopping me. They watch an autopsy and uh, they uh, are recovering bodies with dental records. General Dunbar leaves with Peter Graves and he says, "Look, we've recovered all nine bodies, and I got news for yous." Based on the dental records, none of these are the president's. What? That's right. The president's plane might not be missing, but the president certainly is. Ah, the ah. mystery inclu- ooh, ooh, increases. Ooh, yeah, okay. I like it. I like the idea of they should just constantly be updating the title. You know, there's like a little board. It's like those old time uh, air, uh, airport boards where the things like flip over to show that it's delayed. <laughs> no, I like to think that every time we go to commercial, they're like, the president is missing. We'll return in after this commercial <laughs> The break. president's fuselage is, is missing. missing. We'll return. The vice president talks with Rip Torn and his generals about how he doesn't want to take over power because there's no bodies. Like, right. it could be out there. He's I don't still know. alive? 
Let's let's have another election. I, huh? We should do it do it again. I feel like there's somebody. This is me at work, by the way. <laughs> I want to point this out. Every time your boss dies under mysterious well, circumstances, in the, I, he might be on the way. Because in the in the uh, the synopsis of this, it's it's described as like, um, you know, the president plane goes missing, and an incompetent vice president has to take the reins. Uh huh. And. Having, you immediately latched on to. Well, no, because I, in my mind, the way this is played, the way that Buddy Epson plays this, and the way that it's written, I don't consider this vice president to necessarily be incompetent, but he knows his limitations. He's avoiding taking the reins because he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I am in way over my head because he notes that the president, like, trumped him in the um primaries in the primaries like fucking crushed him couldn't carry his own home state never told him anything never it doesn't include him in anything and it's like he's trying to push it off as far and as long as he can because he knows that he's a goof and he's like i can't this guy was he should have won yeah but knowing that you're incompetent doesn't mean you aren't incompetent there's a difference though between a a a very confident idiot Mm -hmm. and a self-conscious idiot right so you thought that this would be will ferrell is the president i thought this was what instead i'll tell you what i thought it was gonna be right it was gonna be the vice president and my fellow americans uh, Dan Aykroyd's character? No, Dan Aykroyd is um, uh, he's the chief of staff. No, it's um, fuck, what the fuck's his name? It's not Gary Cole, but it's somebody like that. It's right. it's Tim Atheson, I think, actually. Okay. And uh, he's like he's playing this dumb boob character, but actually he set the whole thing up, right? In order to seize power, even yes. though he's a fucking idiot. Yes. This, however, Spoilers. is Buddy Ebsen being like. Uh, no, I thank just you. wanted to open up a bunch of uh, like uh, uh, malls and cut the ribbon there, <laughs> and that's all I really wanted to do. I'm kind of bad at this, and he's resistant to take over because not only he respects President Gaines here, yes, but also I think internally, even though he doesn't say it, I think he knows that as soon as he assumes power, he's gonna fuck <laughs> this up. He doesn't necessarily realize that the forces around him are trying to force his hand that's a blind spot on his part that Rick yeah Torn but, and the pipe are basically shoving his face into the button like right. in ren and stimpy just press it press the button the vice president talks with rip torn and the generals about how he doesn't want to take over power because there's no body but rip is pushing for it and he says look we need to we need to clue you in on this i want to tell you right now that the longer we drag our feet the more indecisive it's going to look to China, and they might want to seize on that opportunity. So you have to be president, and then you have to show the Chinese how it's done. And you have to show the Chinese how it's done, because we got some missiles pointed their way. Whoops, spoiler. (laughs) As they talk, the phone call call, uh, comes into the Oval Office, and it's announced that they found an unopened parachute. Uh So the president, he went... He blowed up real good yeah. in that plane, okay? Parachute survived. Should have made the whole plane out of the parachute. That's what I say. That's what I, that's, I mean, think about it, all uh-huh. right? That, how, can, how, can a, how can a parachute crash? That's what I want to know. No, they can't. Rip and the generals want a president because of China. After a think, the vice president says, uh, why don't you, you and your fucking pipe tell me about China, all right? All right, yeah. You're like... All right, well, well the a chi- long time ago. <laughs> no, they start digging into it. He's like, no, 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 no. Tell me about China. 
I'm like, it's a, it's a big country. He's like, oh, okay. okay. A lot right. of people uh, there. Okay, this is good. This is good. I I like where we're going. Good cram session. I, I think that's good for today, though. Don't want to don't want to go too vote too hard too fast. Gentlemen, Peter. what have I heard about this joke the Chinese have been playing on me? <laughs> Something about Coca Cola. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure I, but I don't. I must I, know. We have to get to the bottom of this. Arthur Kennedy and Peter Graves return to Washington. Peter Graves says the wrong teeth. They, they, they they ain't the, the, the president. They got the wrong teeth. They got the president's teeth. Uh, Should have been the president stole someone's teeth. Oh, the president's is a bigger well, no story than we The president's thought. teeth are missing. Ah. Oh, they found the president, but didn't find his teeth. Our Arthur Kennedy says he does not want Kermit Madigan as president. But as they leave, another car starts to tail them. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Bunch of Mr. X here. Kermit, the vice president, the vice president's uh, battle axe of a wife pushes Kermit to be president. She says, now, Kermit, you said you'd be president. You gotta be president. Now get off my back, Louise. I'm drunk. <laughs> this is basically Mrs. Roper, right? Yes. Like, that's what she's doing here. The president's brother's wife calls. She says, hey, hey. man. <laughs> I ain't been getting that good dick for <laughs> days. What's the holdup? What's the fucking deal? Calls Kermit and says she doesn't know where Bert, the president's brother, is. Right. He's supposed to go to Maine. Yes. While she got deep dicked. She got deep dicked by the president, by the president in Palm Springs. Right. She showed up to Palm Springs. No dick. No dick. All right. So, you know, chop, chop. Get folks. to it. She says, so you better tell your battle axe somebody's <laughs> fucking me, okay? <laughs> It's like, oh, God, I really don't want to be president. <laughs> oh, and it's, he's like, and this is in the Constitution? <laughs> oh, yes. However, the Kermit finds out that the Secret Service and the FBI have also been looking for Bert ever since the plane went down. Another thing that they've kept him out of the loop about. Peter Graves, meanwhile, is upset that something doesn't seem right with all this. You in think? fact, nothing seems right. In fact, it all seems like the worst possible plan of of anybody. If there is shit going down, it seems like it, it was supposed to fall. It, like it was programmed to completely fall apart by any scrutiny. Right. Arthur Kennedy is getting pressure from his bosses as well to not investigate into this further. They inspect the pool footage of the president's arrival in Air Force One, and his miss the the lady reporter mm-hmm. is like. Yeah, that's him. That's him. Look at look at that, the wiggle in his that walk the, and the giggle the, in his talk. <laughs> oh, baby, baby, he knows what, what I, I like. like. <laughs> Peter Graves thinks that it may have been Bert Haynes instead. Okay, because Bert Listen Haynes, to this. Bert Haynes, Bert also missing. He's Bert's missing. Looks sort of like his brother. Looks kind of like his brother in. And they were like, well, Bert's shorter than uh, President Haynes. And he's like, I got great news for yous. All right. I saw I got a pair of lifts on here that may have something <laughs> to do with taken this. from the crash site. His theory falls apart, however, when somebody points out that the president was going to have sex with Bert's wife. Mm-hmm. So why would Bert be there for that? And yeah, like, exactly. That's right. like, oh, it, yeah, he wouldn't. He never he would have wouldn't been there. He wouldn't have been there. Yeah. He wouldn't have 100 miles of that. All right. <laughs> Peter Graves talks with General Dunbar to ask about this uh senator haynes switcheroo and uh the general says look man i'm chomping on a cigar over here i ain't got time to deal with this bullshit and then he says off the record i was also banging his wife (laughs) (laughs) thanks (laughs) (laughs) 
He winks, but he holds the wink. He just yeah, has one like, eye closed. I'll, I'll be sure to put that just, in my report. He's like, off the record. Uh, all right. No, he says... Uh, but if you want to say that uh, sources haven't confirmed... <laughs> sources, close to the, <laughs> the, sources close to the senator's wife says she's been getting some of that good day. <laughs> uh, can't be part of the story. Can't all be right. part of the story. All right. Cut to just... <laughs> <laughs> that wife getting that real good dick <laughs> um old guy lifts up a magazine lifts up the newspaper nods puts <laughs> it away and keeps walking no instead the the general says we in the air force also looked into this and uh we checked the fingerprints and the dental records of everybody in the crash and uh bert haynes's fingerprints were not found there either right. Peter Graves goes back to talk to Arthur Kennedy, thinking that uh, uh, President Haynes's de-escalation into China may have forced a coup, and maybe his brother was involved in it. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. Just, yeah. You know, there's no bad ideas here, <laughs> folks. We're just in here in the there's room. There's no bad ideas in the press as I run these news stories. <laughs> just ruin people's careers. Yeah. Talking about some guy's wife screwing around on him. The, some guy's brother murdering him. <laughs> you know, you know, we're just... We're just seeing what sticks. What's what's out there? Phone rings, which this is kind of a trope that happens in this movie a lot. That it's like, what's that? Hello? Oh, I see. All right, click that phone call. That thing I just talked about was wrong. Yes, (laughs) they find that uh, Senator Haynes is arriving at uh, a local airport in an hour. So he's not. Not only is he not dead in Air Force One, he's returning with his wife after some counseling. Mm -hmm. Yeesh. Act three, Bert and his wife arrive at the airport and go into a press conference. He explains that his change of plans was at the last minute, so he couldn't update the flight manifest that says he was going to Bangor, Maine, and he couldn't update the plans with his wife, so now she's mad at him because she didn't didn't get banged. It was a whole fucking thing, all right? I had to hear about it on the flight from wherever the hell I was in Canada all the way to here, so I don't want to hear it from anybody of you, any... One of you fuckers in the press, okay? So, this is another element where I'm like, wait, so he was having a gay rendezvous? <laughs> because he says, like, I quickly un- and unexpectedly changed my plans to go to my friend's cabin. On, a like, a remote island in Canada. On a remote Canada. island in Canada where no one would bother us and no one would know about it. <laughs> and now I'm back, so deal with it. And I was like, oh, so the president's been having sex with his brother's his beard brothers, yeah meanwhile, meanwhile to cover that he goes off to some remote island in canada right so that he could have brokeback have, mountain yeah sex with some other guy and he seems like oh shit now that now my- everybody's gonna start asking like why were you up there what were you doing hey i looked at your tackle box and it's empty <laughs> oh there was stuff in it but it wasn't fishing it's equipment true, it wasn't fishing gear some weird fish you were catching Bert says he doesn't know if his brother's dead or not. Meanwhile, Peter Graves says, and like a very pointed question, he's like, I'm Peter Graves and I don't fucking believe you. You <laughs> fucking liar. Like, here's this great bere- news. Tech- great it- news work. <laughs> it's like, here's this. Hey, why don't bereaved- you feed me some more shit? Just <laughs> apparently I like it. Just I'm just going to open my mouth and why don't you just shovel in more horse shit in there? <laughs> I'm Peter Graves. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, I don't give a, and his, Bert's, they, Bert's like, I don't give a shit what you think, Peter thank, Graves. Thank you for your question. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate your sensitivity <laughs> at this very emotional time. 
Arthur Kennedy's like, um, I think you may be too far down this rabbit hole, but uh, they want to go talk to the Secretary of State because they feel like, well, if it wasn't if it wasn't uh, his brother that may have been a confidant, if the president really decided to go into hiding, who else would know about it? Right. The new Secretary of State. Ah. Uh-huh. Peter Graves then heads over to uh, uh, do some, uh, you know, some reporting, some gumshoe work with the uh, Secretary of State. So he goes and talks to the his driver in the motor pool. Feeds him a bunch of horse shit that's is, like, I look hey, I car. hear your cars are cool. Yeah, it's like Batman's car or something. I don't know. Yeah, it is a lot like Batman's car. <laughs> yeah, that's but cool. But what if Batman was the president? Um, Yeah, I guess that'd be cool, too. Hey, let me look at your odometer. Yeah, Batman's car's got a lot yeah. of miles on it. That's cool. All right, I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> I really impressed that guy. I'm really excited for that story. <laughs> he notes that uh, the car has gone almost 350. This is, is going to be in Mad Magazine. <laughs> that, oh. that doesn't seem right. Uh, the car's gone almost 350 miles in two days, which minus driving home leaves about 200 miles unaccounted for. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a little, so bit they, of, little bit of legwork and a little bit of uh, reporting as well, you know? Right. That's what they He's tell you. He's doing in, his job. That's what they tell you in J school. It's like you want to befriend everyone. You want to talk to the janitors. You want to talk to the drivers. You want to talk to the mechanics. Find out what the kids are getting for Christmas. That's right. They, they want them, backpacks. They want backpacks. I've heard it from a thousand people on the street. We just need confirmation, all right? And <laughs> two just sources. One kid. Two sources. Two kids, all right? Two kids need to tell you that they want back what you got to do to do it you get it done all right it's running front page tomorrow so get it fucking done uh you guys want backpacks no like look man i got a pack of cigarettes <laughs> says you love backpacks and you're going to say it on the goddamn record well that's a school supply i might as well say i want protractors Shove into the locker <laughs> stop jerking me around here kid all right tell me you want your fucking backpack All right, boss. There it is. I want one of those like things that Indiana Jones has. That's like not a purse, but you wear it over one strap of your shoulder. You (laughs) kid, you're gonna have to ask Santa for some dentures, okay? (laughs) Gonna have to ask Santa for about four pints of blood because I'm taking it out of your ass. You're a dead man. (laughs) Peter Graves wonders if. President Cut ha- to headline, kids want backpacks for Christmas. Lower on the yeah, page. Yeah, uh, mysteri- three three <laughs> children murdered. Mysterious bodies wash up on shore. <laughs> Peter Graves wonders if President Haynes is tucked away somewhere nearby, and uh, he goes to stake out the, the Secretary of State because he's like, look, if the car's been going around a lot. Car's he's, going places. He's probably going to check on the president. So wherever if we he just is. follow the fucking car, it's going to lead us to the president. They also take out a Thomas guide. And they're like, what's within 100 miles of right here, right now? Yeah, they get like a like a, a compass, and they start doing this. They're like, yeah. well, there's a lot of there's a lot of Best Buys. He could be at a Best Buy. <laughs> let's let's just look there. Let's, let's, they got that big screen where, you know, right when you come in, and you can watch people play like Mario Kart. That's cool. Remember that? Like, that would be fun. And then uh, the, the female reporter's like, ah, I'll, I'll check out uh, like a Dave and Buster's or something. Yeah, do that. <laughs> Um, Rip Torn, meanwhile, back at the Oval Arthur's Office. Arthur's like, there's a lot of strip clubs within 100 miles. I'll check every one of them. <laughs> I won't rest until I see every single one of them. Rip Torn pushes the vice president in the Oval Office to set up some nuclear deterrence against China because this is the thing that he's been saying. He's like, 
China is going to be a big force, okay? And yes. we got to set the tone. So we got to push. to kill them. We have to push the button now so that they can't push the button later. later. Yes. The Secretary of State walks in and he says, hey, man, are you trying to push this kill us all plan that, <laughs> that you keep bringing up at all the meetings? Like every single meeting. Like, and it's a lot. It's even like, what does everyone want for lunch? And you're like, well, I know what the Chinese want for lunch. To kill us all. Mm, think about it. Huh? I want to order um, like a number seven from Jersey Mike's and with a side of bomb them back to the Stone Age. This guy gets it. He points at the pipe that's in a chair next to him. And then it like nods. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we going? We're going. We're getting. We're getting. Uh, we're getting Thai food this weekend. All right. Uh, let's see. I'll have some pad Thai noodles and uh, why don't you also throw in uh, 16 nuclear warheads and uh, deliver those to my new address. China. Pad Thai with like a egg roll or yeah, something. Yes, so there's an intern that's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not <laughs> going to write that down. He, uh, the Secretary of State, who is now in the office, says that President Haynes re- rejected this plan. He said, he said specifically, I don't like that dirt bag with the pipe. Don't listen to anything he says, and even get his lunch order wrong if you have to. But I like the pipe. The pipe's cool. So the pipe can stick around. But the guy, that guy's got to go, baby. Uh, Andrew, did this guy's introduction, the Secretary of State, where he comes in on his cane, mm-hmm. uh, did this remind you at all of a cuckoo clock? Because <laughs> they're just talking. Buddy Upson and Rip Torn and the pipe are all talking. Mm-hmm. And then the door, like, throws open. And this and guy just, just kind of wobbles out and is like, don't do that. And then Rip Torn's <laughs> like, well, get the president here to tell me not to do that. And he's like... <laughs> next show at one, one o'clock yeah i'll be back in 60 minutes no it well the thing is is that rip torn i feel like was doing a bit that we do where he's like oh, <laughs> where's that's... your fucking war yeah exactly it's like he's like hey the president didn't want to do that he said specifically no don't don't do this in fact give me a couple days and i can I, we'll start we'll sort this out we don't need to drop the bomb on them and rip torn's like oh that's interesting the president told you that and only you well why don't you why don't you get him in here and uh and we'll just clear we'll this just all hash, out we'll hash this out it, yes it's oh all... oh he's where where is he oh you you don't know where you he don't is? know where he is oh so i'm supposed to just believe you oh huh. that's interesting all right but well. you should but you're really he he said it you're confident he said it but he's not here he, he should be he's, you're saying well because the way I mean, you're the way you're talking makes it sound he, like like I know exactly what he wants, though. So oh, that's it. Oh, but you you know what he wants. Yeah, yeah, I know. So like, you should just believe me. Um. Well, why don't you get him here? Like, why don't you just bring him here? Well, you don't need him here because I'm here. Well, that's that's all well and good, but I maybe maybe I had a conversation with the president, and he said, "Yeah, did you? I, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, I did." <laughs> Motherfucker! Damn it! Two can play this game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he said um, he's a cool guy with a big penis, uh, and uh, he should be really banging my brother's wife. Uh, yeah, once and, he's done banging his brother's wife, I'm allowed to do it. Drop, drop doomsday on China. Yeah. Said all of it. Yeah, he said I heard it all. every word of it. Yeah, this guy gets it. Points the general. General gives him gives him a nod. Points pipe? the point. Yeah, pipe, also pipe gets a nod. Buddy Epson, he's like. Like his wife really is sleeping yeah. around. So points at a like a drop like a that old painting of Lincoln of Washington. Yeah, nods. Yeah, yeah that nods too. <laughs> like, well, it seems to be five to one here. 
The vice president says the deadline for this is tomorrow. Yes. I'm taking action. I don't know why. The secretary of state leaves, who is then tailed by Peter Graves, who is then tailed by somebody else, and they go to a warehouse area. But uh, Peter Graves somehow manages to lose the one of the oldest men in existence <laughs> in this parking lot. And he's like, damn, he's so fast. He's so good. At a bar, uh, Arthur Kennedy puts the screws to Peter Graves saying, yeah, we, s- we smashed cut to a bar. And I realized there was supposed to be a commercial break here. Mm-hmm. But the way that I interpreted it, this ter- this chain of events was Peter Graves looks for pre- looks for Secretary of State. Gives up gives pretty up quickly. And just go, it's goes like and gets hammered. He's like, time to punch ah, out. Fuck it. <laughs> I tried. Get that happy hour going. He says, he basically outlines the plot. He says, look, there's no way the President Haynes was able to fake his departure and the crash of Air Force One. Yes. And he would be the stupidest man on the planet if after this like rigmarole and subterfuge, the plane goes down, and then he continues to pretend that he's dead. Right. He should have immediately come out and said, no, there was some other thing. I'm actually alive because, buddy, he's fucking us seven ways from Sunday. Right. He's like, hold and up Rip Tord and his pipe are going to fuck us. If he's in that cabin with his brother banging the pool boy or whatever. <sighs> Peter Graves, meanwhile, accounts the miles. And thinks that the president is at Camp David. That's a hundred miles away. Which, at the same time, like, it's like, Mark, let's say you disapp- you wanted to, f- like, fake your disappearance, right? right? And it was like, man, where did Mark go? He could be anywhere. Uh, I mean, he has a summer house <laughs> that he goes to frequently when he wants to, like, get away from everybody. But there's no way he's there. He's probably not there. He's probably not there. I'm yeah. not even going to look. No, it's more like if I di- wasn't, if you called me, if you called me at home during business hours and you're like, well, he's surely not at work. It's <laughs> surely not the one other place that he might be. Peter Graves gets in his car and decides to head up towards Camp David. And while he's looking at a map pulled over on the side of the road, an unseen hand points a gun at him. Bang. No, it doesn't fire. Oh. But you can... Yeah, sure, it fired. All right, it fired, yeah. But, like, in the air, like, it was cool. The next day, Arthur Kennedy is looking for Peter Graves, and uh, the female reporter from earlier calls in to say that the only other flights that were inbound to Air For- uh, Andrews Air Force Base that day of the crash included the old Air Force One, ah. which is currently sitting on the tarmac outside. Air Force One Prime, the stronger one. That's right, yeah. They, they had to... They were worried they that its it. power was too high. Yeah. So now they got a they got a weaker they, they one that's now it. in a in a desert canyon in Arizona. Rip Torn is pushing the phone uh, towards the vice president. He's like, "Look, man, so the number's already dialed. Do this, uh, you just, just gotta pick push the button, and then just pick it up." We can finally get that lunch order correct. <laughs> get the intern in here. So we can finally get that it. actual side I've been ordering for, what are we at now? Seven years? Yeah. that's We're going to do it, baby. We're going to do it. But the door busts open. And it's President Haynes. Ah. Yes. We'll that- return to this thrilling conclusion of the president is not missing. Is no longer missing. Uh, he says that he's been at Camp David, and the vice president was like, "Don't! Why did 
didn't even. Uh, didn't I, didn't even I didn't even call. Stupid, stupid, stupid. He explains. It would have been better if he showed up and was like, "What? What's going on?" Because <laughs> he seems to know I've everything. In, I've been in Palm Springs. Yeah, he's like, "What? What's what's up, guys?" What if he like overslept and then like oh, he's like man, trying to fake his I way through this? So tired. He's like, "I've been in the bath. Like, you guys could have called upstairs to the the residence." I, 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 I made I was, my three would... chill, <laughs> my three bean chili. I've been in the bathroom for he, days. So he explains the entire thing. So here's okay. what, here's what right. happened. Okay. Here's what it was. Here's what happens. Okay. They set up the Palm Springs trip as a misdirect that they were going to fly Air Force One to Palm Springs. But the reason he was at Camp David is because they were signing a defense pact with the Soviets. Right. Russia. Yes. So the president goes off under the pretense that he's going to Palm Springs in the new Air Force One. Yes. Meanwhile, the old Air Force One is flying into Andrews Air Force Base with the premier of the USSR, they go to Camp David and they sign this defense pact. However, because if China found out that the premier of the USSR was in the United States, they would have bombed Moscow. So they had to keep everything close to the vest. So that meant that the secretary of state and the president were the really the only two people that knew about this. However, once Air Force One went down, they still had to keep the lie up because they still had to not screw over the Soviets. Does that make any sense? No, not one word of it. Well, that's what happened, okay? It, <laughs> it sounds like a child's idea of diplomacy. That's right. You know, a little skullduggery, okay? It's like... We have to lie to them, and, but and work then, with them. And then he was in a coma, and so they then, got a body double, and then he goes to that auto factory, and he's controlling the robot and arms. Then we, and then he dicks his wife. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So he admonishes Rip Torn and he says, I leave for two days and you try and fucking blow up the country? You dumb idiot. You stupid idiot. And then Rip Torn is like, well, well, yes. And then he I'll get you out. gadget next time. Yeah, he's not fired. No, he just kind of doesn't s- defend himself. He's just away. like, he's like, yeah, you kind of got me. But all right. All right. You do that going in. And then he just kind of leaves with the pipe, and, and and we came very close to the end of days, but uh, oh well. Oh well. The imposter, meanwhile, so then there's a couple unexplained things. Okay, they found nine people on board. Who was the ninth person? He says, I don't know, some secret some service guy. guy. Apparently, who was the new guy on the manifest, but it's it still doesn't make any sense, because like, they probably would have had that guy's dental records, right? Yes. So they've been like, okay, an extra Secret Service guy who dressed up like the president. When the people, well, the people on the plane would have known that there was a fake president in there, correct? Yes. And all it was was the Secret Service people who were like, uh, why is there a fake president here? I think the pilot and everybody else knew. No, they didn't, because they had him on the manifest. Oh. And they also yeah. put his they put his parachute in there. Yeah. But isn't that all keeping up appearances? I guess, but like, you can't, I, like, to keep it this, this close to the vest, I have a hard time believing that somebody in the support staff wouldn't have been like, hey, wait a minute, this doesn't line up. Right. Like, there's there's so many people working in the in that office that, like, somebody would realize that this is out of the ordinary and... Well, maybe... Because then... Cause in, the, okay. Okay, okay, all right. All right okay, this. okay. 
Because also... It's an open secret that the president is having sex with his brother's wife. Okay. It's also an open secret <laughs> that his brother is a homosexual who has to run away to Canada to have sex. Of course. These are open secrets. These are open secrets. This they kind did... of stuff Peter probably Graves happens. Peter knows it, but can't report on it. Yes, this kind of stuff probably happens all the time. So when something goes weird on the manifest, they're like, oh, that's probably some weird, weird sex dick thing. play. Like, maybe they want us to know. Maybe that's the only way they can all get hard. <laughs> is knowing that, that we think it's a secret, it. yeah. but we know it's happening. So uh, that's why nobody looked into it or talked about it. I guess. They're just like, or maybe it's us. Maybe everyone who works there is just us. That They're just like, uh, man, two I hours, don't know. Two hours later, and I am off the clock. <laughs> so <laughs> y'all not... fly anywhere you want to fucking go. You want to go? You want to go deep dick this guy's wife? You want to go bang a dude? I don't care. I don't give a shit. After six, it's time and a half. Get That's up, all I'm just telling get you. Get in the plane. <laughs> Meanwhile, Peter Graves shows up at um, Andrews Air Force Base, and Arthur Kennedy says, "You don't call, you don't show for eighteen hours, and then you tell me to come down to the Air Force Base. What the fuck?" They both look over. And they see uh, Russian hats. Yeah, they see a lot of uh, a lot of fuzzy Russian hats, and it's uh, the premiere of uh, the Soviet Union here in the United States. And huh? it's like, oh my God, is that Barishnikov? <laughs> I don't is know. That Zangi. That's right. And he says yes. Peter Graves says yes, and pulls the story out of his pocket, and he says, "We have thirty minutes to get this to the wire before the AP does." And they all have a good laugh and a hearty handshake, and you know that whole president's plane going down and crashing There's nine people that are dead killing all those people well i i don't know and then the the lady reporter was like having sex with the president and then oh she gets she, to go back to have sex with the, the president I guess, again but like there's a lot of the and then fdr's ghost is on the plane right but is that on the new plane did or he the bring down the plane? old plane is this like the flight of four flight 401 it's exactly where it's like, like they flight took, of 401 so they took oh, they old, took ghost they took parts old parts from ghost that parts. that air force but then at the same time why didn't with with rip torn did he not and then the the vice president is obviously incompetent yes he just gets downgraded back to just being a, a stooge right but he he has to know he's a stooge now and completely useless because he wasn't included in any of this no but then at the same time why did he trust the secretary of state over the vice president shouldn't have trusted and him. then why didn't anyone why was he even there? think to go to camp david because no. i feel like that's just the place you would go to, to yes. think if the president's hiding out also if that's the case the president's really bad at making a, a plan because that would be the no, first should, place I yes. would look as opposed to the last place I they would look. Sh- they should have been hiding in the sex uh, Ultimately, cabin in if Canada. they should have done it at a fucking Dave and Buster's if they really wanted to hide no one because anything. no one would have figured it out. They no would have been looks. like, it's just, you're yeah, just exactly, playing you're, time you're cop. doing pop a shot in, in skee-ball. And then that, so, uh, but they found the plane. So yes. I guess technically the, the, the title is no longer true. Well, the president's plane, it should be the president's plane was, was missing. missing. Okay. All right, I think I get it. And that's the president's plane is missing. Mark, what did you think of this movie? Andrew, I actually really like this movie. Why? I liked the 70 jazz, 70s jazz yeah. uh, score that it has. Like, really makes Peter Grave driving at a reasonable rate of speed a little more exciting. Yeah, the breakneck uh, cutting back and forth between his chase of the Secretary of State. So all we're doing is just cutting to Peter Graves driving the speed limit and then 
back Brake to lights and then <laughs> the secretary of, the secretary of state sitting in the back seat of his car just kind of looking around yeah Ooh, white knuckled action folks mark what did you like about this movie the 70s score that's for the it most part uh no i liked i think that i really got enthralled by the wrong parts of this movie like the deep dicking <laughs> Like I felt like that was the story. The story and in I the was like, of the script. Yeah, I was like, that's that's what I want to see. I want to see more of this. That's what I got because when I texted you and I said, I, there's something there's, here. There's a good movie in here, but the one they made isn't necessarily it. Like, no. I like political thrillers and I like political espionage, but I, it's just it's it just feels very flat because instead of like, okay, here's here's a Here's an incredible premise that it's like if the president of the United States was somehow incapacitated and now everything fell on this vice president who we're not sure of. Right. And meanwhile, there is some uh, conspiracy that's surrounding it. Yes. Like you could do something really atmospheric and really neat and really cool with that. Instead, it's like Ed Wood scenes of people going into offices to talk to each other to be like, here's a thing that happened. And then being like, thank you, and then leaving. It also sucks that the president shows up. It's a very father knows best ending where the, he, yes. he shows up at the end and is like, everything was fine all along. And now things are even better. Bye. Well, you kind of expect like a... Like he should be dead. The president should have died. Yeah, he, and then the he, movie should be about unraveling well, this conspiracy to kill the president. No, well, yes, because there's a ton of misdirects at the beginning of the movie that makes me think that there's some insidious plot that was installed. And instead, it's like, no, it's just a bad plan the president had put together yeah. to skip out uh, and go fuck some guy's wife. Right. But instead, it would been it would have been in more interesting if like all of this stuff had come together... Then it had gone. The plan had gone completely sideways and wrong, and then like the, the the president has to somehow scramble from the sidelines to correct it, but can't like reveal himself that he's he's you know there, or he does go down in this plane, and there is the Secretary of State is trying to prop up the fact that he he's like. He doesn't want the bomb to be dropped on China, but he knows the president's dead, but they don't know that he knows that the president's dead. Right. So he's like trying to weaken at Bernie's this thing. Oh, yeah. Where, now I like it. Where it's like, you know, he has a signed letter from the president or a video or a tape recording or something. Every time somebody comes into the room with him, he has his phone. He has the phone out and he's like, that's right, Mr. President. <laughs> oh, hey, your good friend Peter Graves is here. He'd love to talk to you. What's that? You're going under a tunnel? Oh, just missed him. Jacket on the back of a chair. He just le- he, he just went he to the bathroom. Just left. Just went to just the bathroom. Wait for him. He'll, He'll be, be back. back. He'll be back. Oh, he's sick. Oh, I'll, I have to check on him. Yeah, and then and see and then yeah. <laughs> the, there could have been something interesting here with that. Or if you want to continue, if you really want to continue this plot, yes, that's fine. But there should be some meet me in the drawing room. I'll explain everything kind of scene where Peter Graves like busts this thing wide open. As opposed to he like they obtain they they basically detain him for like eighteen hours so he doesn't spoil this thing and then throw him a bone by having giving him the scoop on the Soviet premiere showing up but like they should have killed Peter Graves right <laughs> like the president should have been like I would stop at nothing right to make sure that the Soviet plan went and as as well as it could have and Peter Graves is like well I have to tell I have someone. to tell people that you're not dead and he's like. 
I really would prefer you didn't do that. And he's like going towards the door and then you hear like a gun cock. And he's like, right. I really, really prefer you didn't do that. Yeah. And then it's like, uh, it's like Rorschach and Watchmen. You know, he's like, I have to tell people about this. You're, you're, you're stuck in the U.S. with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he opens the door. Boom. Shotgun fire. Yeah. See, this would, this would have been a lot better, but instead here comes, first of all, how does he, you, like all the fucking support staff are going to see this ghost walking through the halls. Yes. Like of Camp David. N- well, first of all, the, the support staff at Camp David, but also like in order to get to the Oval Office to the West Wing, don't you have to walk through all of this stuff? Yes. <laughs> it's not like he's like been hiding in the, in the supply doorway. closet yeah. and is like, <laughs> here I am. It's me. Don't blow up the earth. People would have seen him. And then if the Secret Service saw him, they'd be like, wait a minute. Isn't he dead? Like, shouldn't he have been detained? Isn't this a body double or an imposter? Yes. But he was with the Secretary of State. What does that mean? He vouches for him. He's like, yeah, this guy's with me. <laughs> yeah. But he wasn't with the Secretary. Well, he. Yes, he was. When he comes in. He's not coming in with the Secretary of State. The Secretary of State has already entered. So was he waiting there for like a dramatic entrance? Yes. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to wait till he picks gonna, up the phone. Yeah. I'm going to wait till he picks up the phone. And it's going to be. Oh, my God. They're going to be so freaked out. It doesn't make any sense, Mark. No, it's flawed. It's a deeply flawed TV movie script. But would you watch Air Force One is Haunted, yes. the TV movie? Yes, I need that. I need that. That just I, I want that's the content it. I crave. I want it right, <laughs> right here right in, my, in my veins. I need Rip Torn to play FDR and, and the current president. And the national advisor, who again yes. wasn't fired. No. Not even really reprimanded. Just no, like, well, like that, way to fuck that, that up. That rapscallion. I've been yelled at more <laughs> than this guy at my job, and I've never, well, I've he, not nearly blown up the earth. It's, well, you never got as close as they yeah, got. Never, if, you tried. You didn't get yelled at it for that, though. No. I mean, you just didn't fill out the right paperwork for your time card. Yeah. Mark, is there anything else you want to add about the, the president's plane is missing? Uh, Andrew, I. I thought this was an okay movie. It's flawed. It's not great. I think that I think, I that think there's, there's something, something there. there for sure. But unfortunately, this kind of like stock standard way of shooting early '70s television movies really hampers this. Yeah. But it, there could be something fun here. But it this isn't necessarily it. No. But that's going to end it for July for television movie night. But what are we looking forward to in August, Mark? Uh, we're looking forward to a little something that sounds like this. It's alive, Henry. I can feel a pulse. My God. The man is alive! Pulse is weakening. I can barely feel it. Ooh, 
Spooky. Spooky. But we're not even in October, Mark. No, no. Because our theme is not spooky movies. Oh. Our theme is classic films remade for television. Oh. So, you know, maybe they kept some of the original good stuff. You know, you know they didn't. No, they didn't. Well, that's, uh, what is this, 1994's? 1984's. 1984's. Frankenstein, starring Carrie Fisher. And the part she was born, born to, play, to play, Dr. Victor Frankenstein. Yes. Well, that's going to be next time on Television Movie Night. Hey, I have a great idea, Mark. If you'd What's like that? to listen to past episodes, you can do that by going to soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. You can email us at tvmovienightpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash tvmovienight. You can listen to us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. And you can subscribe and like and review our podcast on Apple, iTunes, and wherever your favorite podcasts are serviced or offered or cooked, flipped up, installed your verb of choice here all that information and more soundcloud.com forward slash tv movie night podcast mark is there anything else andrew i've just received a message from our producer oh goodness what is it it's for you they want me to tell you immediately Hmm. your co-host's tea is missing oh well i mean it's i knew it was low but uh yeah, the, the producer said the ladies have been talking. Oh, God. Can you tell them to just wait? You know, do they have to talk about this all the time? It's, it sounds like it's a big deal that my tea is missing. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Did, did, you, did, you, did you check Camp David? Of course. That's where, it's, that's where the tea goes.